now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of Quarantimes, brought to you by the OG Quinspin family, and now some new friends that we've acquired along the journey. I <laughs> am your host, the Quinn. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, the Kool-Aid man is behind me, as he should be. Forever and always, he's about to break through that wall. Like, oh, 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 oh there, there he is. Anyway, um, we have a big show tonight. I'm very excited about this show. We have a new guest who you'll notice at the bottom of your screen. We're going to introduce in a moment uh, formally, but we call him Zebro here, and we're going to learn more about him as we go. And to, to break the ice, this is a new thing we're going to do now here at Quarantimes, whenever we have someone new on the show, is we're going to each give a fact about ourselves that the others or you out there might not know. So I'll go first. Um, uh, well, I'll go with the easy one. I mean, uh, how many fingers am I holding up? I'm actually a cancer survivor, have been for 17 plus oh, wow. years. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, something that you might not know about me. Uh, so you did a great job making it, you know, not too obvious. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, to my right, I believe that is, is Scotty Rocks. Can, Scotty. I, can I go last? Because I need to, I'm going to say something that not many people know. So I need to just, like. Uh, I'll, I'll make it go last before Zebro. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. Yeah, if All you right. don't mind. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, well then... It's a, big, um, it's a big one. Let's see, JD's right under me here on the screen. So JD, uh, how's it yeah. going? Oh, it has, been, it has been a night thus far. Uh, but anyway, let's get to my fact. Um, <laughs> when I was eight years old, I went to a minor league hockey game. Uh, my dad had won tickets on a radio show mm -hmm. and part of the prize was to also participate in a laundry basket bowling competition after the second intermission. Uh, the bowling pins were tequila bottles. I had no idea what that was being eight years old and we won. <laughs> and then I won a $500 gift card to play it against sports. And that's how I got my first pair of rollerblades. Wow. Nice I was going to say, maybe you got to keep the tequila. No, it was just inflatable bomb. <laughs> and I got drunk for the first time at eight years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful story. I, I like that. I like it when it's when it's feel good, just like that. Feeling good with JD, of course, coming later in our program. Uh, mm. So to the right of JD then, or the left, however you're looking at it, is L, the return of L. No. As well, <laughs> the first lady of the <laughs> Making a special Brock Lesnar-like appearance, of course. <laughs> Man, bitches. So, my fact, I have a couple facts. One, um, I have fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people know about that. Um, I, I do. I know you do. I don't think I knew about that. Did you? No, I don't okay. think so. You didn't? No. Two, um, I lived in Israel my senior year of high school, and I was in a band. I sang in a band. Really? Yes. I did not know that either. Wow. Yeah. And then um, I also sang in a band when I came back to the States, I'd say about six years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it was a senior citizen band. <laughs> <laughs> but a band nonetheless. It was it. Yeah. And then yes. um, they all died. <laughs> And I'm the only one surviving. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> wow. That took a turn. That got dark. That was, uh... <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I guess those are our facts then. I'm, uh, I'm watching the Facebook feed for some reason and not the Zoom feed, so I'm not interacting with you all in real time. So I wasn't sure 
Well, did you have another one or? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, sorry. I have plenty, but. This show's off to a great start, and it's all my fault. Anyway, uh, so Scotty, uh, you're the last one now. So this is, well, you know, everybody else's was kind of like uplifting. This was pretty traumatic for me. Um, <laughs> so I'm go. just going to come out and say it. I spent my 30th birthday in jail. What? <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I did not you know you were yes. hold on, hold on. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what I'm holding for. Hold on, Are you no, gonna elaborate or like? Uh, no, tell your story. Tell your story. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm not a criminal. I just want to throw that out there, at all. When I was, well, younger than I am now, um, I was stupid and got many. Uh, I didn't re up my insurance. I didn't get my car inspected. Stupid things like that. Never actually had a speeding ticket. These are all stupid parking violations. I racked them up, racked them up, racked them up to the point where I had to do community service. Like I went to court and they community service. Well, one day I missed community service and I showed up the next day and I had to finish my community service. So you went to jail? In a cell. And it wasn't like a holding cell. Like I was in jail for three days. Like straight up jail? Wow. Three days? Yeah. Yeah, well, two and a half. Wow. Um, and I will say this. I'm sorry to be descript. I didn't poop for three I days. Knew, I was going to just ask you, how was the bathroom? Like, how did that? Nope. You know, I, I didn't go to the bathroom either. for like three days. It was it was the most terror. And I'm telling you, when I got out, I got my shit together real fast. Hey, now. That was the scariest. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. Um, yeah, it was either... So my, my, my two facts I was going to give were either that or that I sucked my thumb till I was seven years old. But I figured the, you know, the first one would bring a little, a little laughter to everybody. The, the jail story is definitely more there explosive. I'm not a criminal. These are stupid, <laughs> stupid car violations that, you know, should never have happened. Wow. So, if you have stayed yeah. in jail any longer, I feel, and I'm not trying to whatever, I feel like you're a pretty good quality piece of meat and no, I'm sorry. You have a, you know, you're a nice guy and you're good looking. And I feel like, I feel like soft bosom. He has a nice tushy. I can vouch for you. I I feel like you would have been popular amongst the men. It's the most people I've had (laughs) in my watch party. Wow. What a a time to have this many people in your your watch party. So yeah. And, and, I honestly think that my family is Z. Did I ever tell you that? What I think I might have told you the jail thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You told yeah, me. Yeah. 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 Z. Zemo, by friend. the way, is is my best friend. So he he's one of very few that that know these things. But um, he is he is family to me. So that's why he knows. But seriously, like I've never had the cojones to like not just tell you. You, you you know four but uh who i mean this is gonna now be on a podcast for god knows how long yeah it's gonna go out to all the crack open my uh <laughs> my white claw yeah you better open that up now what an explosive revelation to start the show. yeah so um yeah that's what he thought that. you him. sorry adam makes me really want to smoke a cigarette for some reason <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we so, um, wow. I hope you enjoyed that one. I did. Thank you. For and it took me. a lot of guts for me to do that. Just want you to know that. Oh, well, it really good. did. I'm glad. I'm glad we're pushing you out of your comfort zone here. I mean, <laughs> I question if that was the way to do it, but you know, that was that was your call. Listen. <laughs> Anyway, I, well, I could I could tell you more, but we'll, we'll keep that off the air. That's OK. That's how you got the rock and Scotty Rock. That's <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's introduce our, uh, our new friend here. <laughs> <shall we? laughs> let's let's uh, so down at the bottom of our screen, uh, Mr. Z bro joining us. That is his chosen name here at the Quinn spin. So first of all. I ask every guest to the show, and since you're new, this is your first time, you're a guest, uh, three standard questions, and I'm going to ask those to you, and those are, who are you, what do you do, and why on earth would you want to come on the Quinn Spin? All right, cool. Uh, before I answer your three questions, I just want to say I'm honored to be the first guest on your show. Uh, it's actually really uh, nice of you guys to have me, so thank you for that. All right, so what was the first? Thank you. What, what was the first question? Who are you? Who am I? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, um, I guess you guys know me as Zebro. Uh, Adam knows me uh, as Z. So um, currently, Adam. I huh? Who's oh, Adam? I'm sorry. I'm in, I'm in Scotty. Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes um, I make up characters in my head when you know when I get nervous. It's okay. We all we've all had an imaginary friend or two. Yeah, I have an imaginary friend named Adam. He's I a douche too. So I don't want to talk about him. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, currently, I work as a uh, substitute para. I'm like a teaching assistant. I help uh, kids that have autism in a high school setting. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I'm going to college, uh, studying speech language pathology. So, but I mean, that doesn't define who I am. You know, I've, I, I, I feel like uh, I'm more than what my job title is. I, I would say I'm someone that likes to... Uh, experience life day by day and um just live in the moment so you know i'm just trying to become a better person every day and i, like I was like learning new things i like it i like it well you're getting a first class uh broadcasting education here tonight yeah no i'm yeah i'm honored that's why i'm actually really honored to be here well thank you for for joining uh you know certainly nice to have you and since you're the new guy we're going to take it up from one to five facts about Zebra five? right now. <laughs> yes, five. Count them right, five. five. Right, that was a picky reference. <laughs> oh, did I miss something? Right. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. That's a, I'll give it a shot. All right. So I think one that uh, you guys uh, probably don't know, I think uh, Scotty may know. I used to ac actually be obese at one point in my life. Uh, I was actually 240 pounds in my highest when I was uh, I was really bad. I was in a really bad place, really uh, toxic people around me, toxic relationships. So I bloomed up to 240 pounds. And then I finally, you know, I started uh on my journey to, you know, I didn't want to be, too, I didn't want to be, I felt like I was three people in one and I did something about it. And I, you know, started dieting, working out, yep, getting well. the right people around me. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Go ahead. Flex bad boy. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I got my pre-show pump. That's a new <laughs> thing now. The pre-show pump. You're looking good. Looking good. Thank you. Thank you. And games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I guess, uh, number two is, uh, I was actually a college dropout, so uh, I almost didn't make it out of high school, um, but I still I had to go to summer school. I think it was in 2004. Uh, I wasn't with the right group of people, 
um, you know, I was hanging out doing all sorts of dumb stuff like we all do or most people do. And uh, being raised in the Bronx, there's a lot of ways you could get yourself into trouble here. Um, yeah, so I still managed to take summer school and I still graduated. And then when I originally went to college, I think in 2010 or 11, something like that, I just dropped out. I didn't know what I want to do. I just did it because my parents wanted me to go to college, you know, the typical. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even want to go. So I changed majors three times. I didn't know. Like it was radiology, dental hygiene, liberal arts. And I just dropped out because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right, right, right. And uh, luckily now I'm getting my uh, bachelor's. Uh, I just finished the class on the 31st. So that was my last class. So it should be coming. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a round of applause. So. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Basel tub. <laughs> Lahaim. Oh, good. Yes, yes. I'm culturally aware. <laughs> um, number number three. Number three is I'm not Dominican. I get this all the time. People at my job all the time. They speak to me in Spanish. No, no que lo que, you know, you know, say. Um, actually, my friends are from Bangladesh. So that's next to uh, India mm -hmm. and near Pakistan. Mm -hmm. But uh, I grew up, I was actually born in Brooklyn and I grew up in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. So probably I think when I was two years old, uh, my parents, they moved to the Bronx and I've been here since. So they're from Bangladesh and I am a practicing Muslim. Now, those are two different things. A lot of people think that, you know, you're Muslim and you speak Arabic. No, uh, Arabic's like the language of the kind of like, you know, if you're uh, Jewish, mm -hmm. the Torah is written in Hebrew. But that doesn't mean that every single Jewish person you meet is going to know how to speak Hebrew. Right. So same thing here. Uh, uh, yeah. Scotty? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I'm one of those people that doesn't. Oh, okay. Oh. There you go. Perf perfect example. Oh, I thought you were so waiting to be called on. I, that's why I thought. No, you no, I wasn't raising my hand. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought you wanted to call on you. Um, so that's three. Uh, number four. Uh, I wanted to learn something new, so I just start. I just got a motorcycle two months ago, so I'm learning how to ride. My friend has two of them. And I graduated, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself. So I'm I'm learning how to ride a motorcycle. So question about that: when the first yeah. time you get on it, is it completely terrifying? Because I, I imagine. Uh, so for me, it wasn't terrifying just because I have friends that have motorcycles, and uh -huh. they will not let me do anything stupid. Um, but yeah, friends. Like for, like he he made, first before I even like moved it, he had me sit on it for a good 15 minutes. And he showed me the gears, he showed me the clutch, showed me the brakes. Before I even rode it, he made me walk it. That's kind of like when you give it a little gas, yeah. but you're not actually like moving. You're just like walking it. Your foot is still on the floor, mm -hmm. but you can feel the power on it. So yeah, it does. Uh, it is scary. It is a little scary, but it's fun. So uh, kind of like a adrenaline junkie at times. So oh. zebra's having zebra's having his midlife crisis. That's yeah, zebra is no zebra's having his like second midlife crisis. <laughs> Adam, I mean, I'm sorry, Scotty met me on on the first. Uh, Z's going through the second now. Well, I mean, you're progressing through them at least. That's nice. I thank you. Oh, yeah. thank Are you going to be one of those assholes that weave no. in and out of traffic? That like when we're stuck in a jam, like, are you just? That's exactly who I want to be. I, I while you're waiting in traffic for two hours, thing. I just want to zoom by and I want you to get pissed off at me. <laughs> Driving on the shoulder, you know, in between <laughs> lanes. 
honest. Uh, guys, I'm so scared. I, I ride so cautiously. And the most I've taken it because the DMVs are closed due to COVID. So I can't put the plate on it yet. Mm-hmm. I just take it around the block uh, here and there. So, you know, I'm still learning. I got and don't get me wrong. I got my gear, my helmet, my gloves, my boots, jacket. Um, I see a lot of people riding without that. But, you know, even if you fall like 10, 15 miles an hour, you can really hurt yourself. Even falling at such a low speed because you're bare. Yeah, it's not like a car. Um, number four, five. I think, yeah, I think we're on five. Yeah, okay, number five. All right, so I used to deal crack on the streets, and no, you're such a liar. Scotty was actually my biggest client. Sorry, which is not how I ended up in jail. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you had to come out like this, but now that I'm more comfortable with you, I can tell you the truth, and I hope you could, uh appreciate that i mean i got him off i put him in rehab he's clean now you guys have a beautiful baby daughter let me let me tell you something zero i don't believe a word because if anything you'd be selling the crack to me not him (laughs) (laughs) this has been (laughs) nice nice. i've lost all control of the show it's over no more guests <laughs> no more show. You're all out. Uh, no show, more show. I guess number five. I don't know. Wait, I have one that you could use. Yeah, go for oh, it. Oh no, the Undertaker broke his phone. <laughs> the Undertaker broke. Okay, yeah, that's right. that's worthy of number five. Let, let's let's hear this. This is true. Uh, I forgot what wrestling event it was. It was a house show at the is Garden. It- it was just a live WWE show. Yeah. Okay. It was the house show. So I had I had this uh, Google Pixel XL two phone. Like Mind brand you, this, new. this was a brand new phone. Like Scotty, he just he saw when I got it. I got it. It's been like a month probably, and I was really excited because those phones are meant to take pictures. And I'm going to a wrestling event, so you know I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take as much pictures as I can. This phone is meant for that. I paid the extra money so I could you know get all these good quality shots. All right, so I, I'm not even kidding you. Soon as the Undertaker's theme song hits, my phone died. Like it just went black. So I'm thinking, I mean, maybe it's yeah. That's what I said, JD. I was like, what? And um, so I I thought it was the battery, but I had an external battery, and I had the I was prepared, but no, it would it wouldn't turn on. I plugged it in. It, that it was it. Yeah, that was it. That's, as soon as the gong hit. Yeah. As soon as the gang is, he's not even a story. I, true I mean, story. I wish it wasn't true, but it actually is as soon as and the we got moves, zero yeah. pictures of the Undertaker. Yes, yes, I have zero pictures. He, he so, is really the dead man. So, so oh. did it ever work again? Or no, no, nope. I had to get a new phone. I have a Google Pixel three now. <laughs> the, the Undertaker's so, mystique. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's that's incredible. That's and the ironic thing is, uh, ever since I was a kid, I never, I, I was a huge fan of the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. But I never, I was not ever fortunate enough to like have enough money to go to live events because, you know, my dad is one of those hardworking people. He's working like a steel factory. Yeah. And so now that I'm older, you know, I was super excited. You know, my first time, that was the first time I got to see The Undertaker live. Yeah. And we had you know, four seats. We were like two seats off from the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. I, I thought you were going to say that The Undertaker came, you know, came in character. You guys were close. <laughs> and to broke his phone. That would have been a much cooler story. No, I think this story is cooler. It, yeah. it would have, yeah, that is pretty cool. I mean, it would have been even, you know, more fitting if the Undertaker actually ran it over with his motorcycle because you know, <laughs> that gives you the tie-in to the motorcycle before. But that would. Be- that, that's freaky though. Like the yeah. gong hits, and okay, your phone's dead forever. Like yes, R.I.P. 
<laughs> Man's got powers. It <laughs> Here comes the pain. Here What's comes the pain. Did we just hear some Brock Lesnar? Who did out? that? I think it was. Ella, you cashing in? Oh, she's cashing in. She cashing that, that was me. That was yeah. me cashing in. <laughs> the whole so for those who don't know what's going on, that's the whole Brock Lesnar correlation. Elle's a special attraction only appears as often as Brock Lesnar appears on a wrestling event. Oh, uh, okay, the, that also, makes. Sense. I can only play that for fifteen seconds, so I had to stop it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. That was great. Sued. We don't want to get zucked. It's just you know. Let's we don't want to get borked off the internet. Borked laser. I, I don't. I don't know how we haven't been borked off the internet so far tonight. That's just, a good point. Well, tonight may be a. a First for a and lot of things. In the <laughs> what, 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 years that the Quinn has been on the internet. Yeah. I mean, granted, the college version is of the show, which no one will ever hear, it will those episodes will never see the light of day. If I didn't get kicked off my college radio station for those, I think we're gonna be okay today. <laughs> and guess what I just found on my old laptop a couple weeks ago. Oh no. The very first edition of the Quinn's. Oh my god. Oh, oh the pilot. Wait, that's that's not the one you recorded by yourself. This is your college one. Yeah, the one, the one that uh, while we were doing the Dominic and the Quinn run at Moravian, my brother couldn't do it one week. I invited JD to come. This is like 2008, I want to say, and host the show with me one week. And he came and he did it and he did a great job. It was actually a really good show. I was really yeah. excited about that show. You gave me an audio file and I found it on my old laptop. The only problem is my old laptop will turn on maybe once in every 10 times. So, wow. We, so uh, question, that was the first uh the first episode of the Quinn show? So, <sighs> man, there's there's a there's a whole backstory here. Cliff Notes version. Tell you. Well, what I what I was actually trying to get to is I actually wanted to know how you guys all got together. How how did this even start? I I want to know the origin. Okay. Where did it all start? Yeah, yeah, there's a there's History. a whole origin story and I'll tell yes. everyone. I'll tell everyone. This is a tell all. Uh, Please do. Before we get to stupid news. So, I originally started doing college radio with my brother at Moravian College in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And this was 2007, and the reason I'm called the Quinn on the show and this is a first ever revelation. So, here you go. Um you know, we were doing like this sophomoric shock radio thing, and just in case he said something stupid, I didn't want to use my real name. So, uh, you know, they they went around at the meeting, the first meeting we went to, and they're like, "What are your DJ names?" He used his real name, which is Dominic, and I'm just like, "Uh, the Quinn." Yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's go with that. And it just like I was only gonna stick around for a couple episodes. Like I wasn't planning on doing this. Now, still into 2020, uh, but here we are. And I stuck around for the entire four semester run. And then he graduated. I'm like, well, I still want to do this. And so we did a pilot episode in the middle of that run. Like I said, the JD came out and, and hosted the show with me. And I'm like, well, what are we gonna call this? And my friend Dan from back home in Jersey was like, you should call it the Quinn Spin with two N's. I think that was some instant feedback on that episode that he gave us. Yeah, actually. I think it was too. Yep, uh, which maybe one day we'll actually hear where the show originally got its name. One out of ten chance, from what I understand. And um, <laughs> yeah, so for the my remaining three semesters of Moravian, I did the Quinn Spin, you know, where I hosted the show. I had rotating co-hosts. I think JD came on once, twice again, had a bunch of people uh, just kind of rotate in and out. And Bernie then I graduated Bernie. 2010, didn't do anything for a couple of years. Always kind of had the podcast idea in the back of my mind. Then one night, actually it'll be seven years ago, uh, a couple of weeks from now, 
Uh, I had a weekend to myself, which at that point in 2013 was rare. I was in a long distance relationship. And when I wasn't mm -hmm. tending to that, I was uh, tending to. <laughs> tending to uh, that. That, was, that, that came out wrong. But what a chore. Right. But, but, but kind of right. And you know, I was also commuting into New York. So, like, I never had time to myself, like, ever. And this was a rare opportunity. She had, like, a baby shower to go to that weekend. I was just, like, left to my own devices. I'm like, I'm going to dig into some of those old episodes. And I'm like, wow, you know, we had, like, maybe 10, 15 people tops listening. But they were there. It was the same people every week. They'd send us stuff for the show. They'd interact with us in real time. I'm like, I just, I'm working in corporate America at the time. I'm like, I just want to do something that impacts people. You know what I mean? Like, I had just stopped playing football within the past year at that point. I just needed something to kind of hang my hat on that wasn't corporate America. And so the the way this all became about music, you know, and, you know, there's such an independent music focus in this and my other projects now, um, save for quarantines where we just get on here and talk about whatever, like Scotty Rock going to jail. Um you know, back in the college run, I would play music on the shows, and it was a radio format. We had the major label licensing. I didn't have that, you know, just starting up this podcast on my own. So I went on Twitter, just found a bunch of random bands, asked if they wanted their music featured on this podcast nobody had ever heard before. There wasn't even an episode. And a surprising number of them said yes, and it just grew and grew and grew. And then... Scotty, you came in first because I was telling you about it. You came in on the second episode. The first episode was just me, and it was I hadn't done this in three years. It was really awkward. Scotty comes in. We had a good show. Scotty brings in mm -hmm. that guy and L, and then we did theater at uh, the County College Morris in New Jersey. Good friends of the show, and that's where people like Drunk Uncle Lewis and B Dog and and Faye came in. Oh. Big Daddy Dell, who Scumbo Del, again, Scumbo, mm -hmm. um, and then so we. Pierce. Yep. Well, Pierce didn't come from CCM. Pierce kind of came true, from true, my true. Own, my own world, uh, my own post-college world. The and man. Then, and then, um, yeah, we had that guy. Uh, but but what was cool, uh, Z? Just yeah. To give is we started off recording in like a little music practice room at our college, but then mm -hmm. we ended up having live bands come and play in studio, like in Quinn's basement, like. They would, it was, come to my they would come house. from the city. They would come from, like, or, all over the place. Or we like, would go there. Or we would go there. We went to the city a bunch of times and interviewed people. Yeah. Yeah. Even at our house. Show where we oh, went wow. and we, like, rented out, like, this rehearsal space in New York. Yep. And yep. Uh, we, that was a great interview. And then we went to yeah. her living room and saw her play later that night. And, yeah, it was – I mean, we ended up – playing music from five continents having guests from five continents on the show in that run like it's pretty cool. for for people who had no idea what they were doing it was pretty impressive and then you know things kind of started breaking apart a little bit and you know i kind of went out on my own i moved back to pennsylvania where i went to college and i started the lehigh valley underground blog the quinspin was then a part of it kind of reimagined reformatted you know pretty much just me and then that's evolved into underground music collective after i moved to nashville and you know now we're back full circle doing this on zoom so that's the cliff notes version of the whole long crazy story and besides uh you know besides interviewing we did you know entertainment for a cure yes the benefit concert fun. at the, the lake show as some of us know it uh back uh you know i actually foxtrot and the get down who played that show they're in philly and they're doing pretty big things now like they're going out to la a lot when they can you know obviously nice. not now in rona times but like they're getting 
airplay all over the country. They played that show. They came to Nashville last March. And it was funny because, like, I went and saw their show. It was my birthday weekend. And after the show, like, when I when I saw them for a little bit, all we were talking about was entertainment for a cure. Um, really? And, of course, Adam from the Mad Sugars, who also lives here, um, was with me. And they played that show. So it was a nice yeah. little entertainment for a cure reunion here in Nashville. Nice. It's kind of – it's interesting to see, like – where things take you, you know, over the years and like the people you keep crossing paths with, you know, that's, yeah, that's been yeah. maybe one of the most fun and understated parts of this entire thing from then to now is like, we're still in touch with a lot of people, you know, and like everybody's kind of had their journeys, you know, it's, that's awesome. yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So there's the, there's the cliff notes version, version of the story. Uh, you know, the whole thing is much longer, but we won't get and into he's all not, that. And he's not asleep, so, you yeah. know, <laughs> must have been that, that bad. Well, if if anybody's sleeping out there, we're about to wake you up, because hopefully... I hope so. Yeah, with uh, something that Scotty, you know, hopefully is prepared for, because I'm about to intro it. And it is a famed segment here at the Quinn Spinning Quarantines called... Stupid News with Scotty Rock. Hey, now... Um, I'm pretty proud of this one, so I hope you guys all enjoy it. Um, it's a, it's not too long, but a little lengthy, so bear with me. I'm not going to pause too much. But the uh, the the headline reads: uh, This is from theguardian.com, by the way. Good friends. The headline there. reads: Lottery winner loses big payout to ex-husband. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> a court has ordered a woman to give her lottery jackpot of 1.3 million dollars to her former husband because she kept it secret during their, their divorce. What? The California State Lottery Commission confirmed that Denise Rossi won the money on December 28, 1996, 11 days before she filed for divorce from, Ty- from Thomas Rossi after 25 years of marriage. Oh. The Superior Court Judge Richard Denner said Mrs. Rossi violated state disclosure laws and acted out of fraud or malice in court papers, she admitted to concealing her winnings because she didn't want her former husband getting his hand, quote, getting his hands on them. Mr. Rossi found out about the winnings more than two years after his divorce when he received a mailed solicitation from a company that pays lump sums for lottery winnings. The letter addressed to his wife said that the company had, quote, helped hundreds of lottery winners like you around the country receive a lump sum payment for the present value of their future annual lottery payments. Uh, According to Mr. Rossi's attorney, he said, I think he scratched his head for a while saying, what? This can't be. Then, after obtaining a court injunction a few days later, he learned that it was true. As part of the ruling, Miss Rossi must pay her ex-husband 20, are you ready for this? 20 annual installments of $66,800. Her attorney, Connolly Euler, called the judge's ruling very punitive and said his client would appeal. She and five co-workers in a clothing design firm pooled their money to play the lottery and shared $6.6 million. Mr. Euler said he might, she, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Euler said he might have had a chance during the divorce to help Miss Rossi keep the winnings if she had told them about them. I could have argued successfully that it was her separate property, or we could have argued and we would have reached some adjustment. But the judge got mad and gave it all to him. Wow. That's crazy. Adam? Yes. Who I... I don't, who's Scotty? Who's no, Adam? Who's no, Adam? That's the dog. Who's that's the dog. You have the same imaginary friend as me, L. <laughs> 
I was just going to say, Scotty, that there's something I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with <laughs> lottery. Uh, yeah. I won a dollar. Congratulations. You can keep that. That's, that's yours. That's going to break you apart. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just amazed that she thought she was going to get away with it. You know, when it comes to money, especially well, she sums, did for two years. If that if that letter didn't come, she probably would have gotten away with it. Right, but like, eventually, it's gonna catch up to you. Like, the lie's gonna catch up to you, isn't it? Like, I guess. I, I mean, I would hope. Wait, so she she got caught because the letter came in the mail. And... The letter came to the mail to his address, but it was it was addressed oh. to her, and it was about lottery winning people that you know can get a lump sum instead of the installments and he was like what the hell is this and i guess he looked into it and found out two years later yeah can i plug my feeling good for later yeah sure i swear this is not a coincidence but my feeling good is also a lottery lottery story is it really yes i swear that's awesome yes awesome imagine that luck i guess we've planned at all no I, I will. I will test to that. I, I guess we've won the lottery here today at the Queen's. What are those <laughs> odds? Really, hey now. Have we? I really but I think she's to... also stupid for filing for divorce. What did it say? Four days after eleven, or eleven days after winning the lottery. Like at least wait. You know. Yeah, she should have waited. Like, yeah, she's just doesn't sound like the smartest. Uh, I don't know. She must have been pretty unhappy. I that guess. was a way out. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you know, you can't be that smart to end up on stupid news, right? I mean, this is true. It's just kinda, this is true. It's just kind of that comes with the territory. It's true. You made my list. You, you're a dumbass. You just so made the list. Happy and stupid. There you go. I'm happy and stupid. I like that. That was good. That was that was beautiful. Mm. That was a good stupid news. Thank you, Scott. Thank you very much. You, you've no, been, you've been rolling you. them out lately. I know. I've been pretty, pretty on fire. Pretty good. You know, I had an idea about stupid news, actually. Yeah. Like in December or something, we should take all of the stupid newses and put them in a tournament against each other and see who <laughs> is the stupid news champion. Didn't we? Ch- we tried to do that one time. Did we? December, yeah. December dummies. What yeah. was that, Jay? Tournament. Yeah, like the biggest dummy tournament. You know, and I was thinking we can name it after somebody who's been featured in a stupid news. I remember this one from our original run. And it yeah. was some guy that tried to pay his bar tab with a rock. If we yes. can find that article and find the guy's name, we'll name it after him. Because okay. that's like the all-timer for me. Yes. Yeah, Wait. that was a pretty good one. Yeah. What, is, what, what about the one wasn't like, the one where a guy um, robbed a house, but they caught him in the hot tub eating was, or something? That was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then we yeah. got into the topic of what would your bathtub snack be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, he, yeah. That's that's that was another good one. That was actually on our reunion episode a couple of years Shit, ago. That made the news. What's that? I, I, me and about that made the news. Yeah, you were <laughs> yeah, featured on the show. Yeah. Oh God. Well, we we made you Quinspin fan. Oh, the J, JD. Uh, JD's taking a break, I guess. <laughs> so good, stupid. Never gonna find okay. it. Well, you ready? <laughs> it is now called the Jared Simpson Award. The Jerry, mm. you found that article. I did. The, the one with the rock. Jared Simpson. He tried to pay with a rock. Yes. Beautiful. All right. Oh, Lord. The Jared, Jared Simpson Award for Stupid News Excellence coming soon at the end of 2020. <laughs> um, so, for Stupid News Ignorance. <laughs> 
Speaking of stupid things we talked about last week, the Kool-Aid man, um, we, we debated whether he was the pitcher or the liquid. And I actually started, not on the Quinn Spin Instagram, but on my own personal Instagram last week. I started a poll, and I have those results. The, uh, the voters, and none of them were bots, which for an Instagram poll is amazing. 10 to 6 in favor of the Kool-Aid man being the liquid. Really? Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> One of those 10. Yep, yep. I, <laughs> yeah, voted, see? I voted liquid as well. And uh, other people, even without me and JD, though, Liquid still would have won eight to six. Wow. I would have gone with the, what is it? The, uh, what is he, a pitcher? The pitcher or the Liquid? Yeah. The pitcher. I well, the question the is, is the actual Kool-Aid man the Liquid or the glass that the Liquid goes in? Like, what is his spiritual essence? Well, I, I would like to weigh in on that because while you guys are discussing it, I mean, I might get a little deep, but I feel like the liquid is like, you know how we all have a soul? So that's the soul. That's his essence, right? So he's the liquid. Uh, huh? So he is the liquid. The, the Wait, being. but, um, but it's, a, it's a combination. It's like, okay, we have a soul, but, you know, we also have a physical body, right? Huh. So I feel like... um the the pitcher is uh, the 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 physical body right mm-hmm. and the liquid is his soul so you know you kind of need both but if i if i was to really pick what he was if i really had to pick i would say more so the liquid because you could put that liquid in another in another thing and it's still his essence there is also a family guy episode where his glass did shatter and yes. he was spilled on the ground and he I saw still that. talked i saw that episode <laughs> That's I'm saying so, the, the, the evidence is mounting for for liquid. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. But but L, you you thought the other way, and I, I'm just curious to know your reasoning. I just okay. Yes, he there is liquid inside of him. Yes, and it's we we're all aware. Even if there wasn't liquid inside of him, we know who he is. He knows who he is. What? He, like so? What do you mean what? But. No, but without the liquid, he's not alive. It's just like... If it was an empty like pitcher, would he talk? If your, body, if your body loses its soul, it's just a dead body, right? Well, she has no soul, so... <laughs> <laughs> just that is messed up. Just Whoa. kidding. JK, JK. Okay, um... You know, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna... I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a JD for a second and just collect my... <laughs> yeah. <power here. laughs> Good idea. I didn't know nobody had a sense of humor on this show. Can you wait? Can everybody leave except Ellen and I? A little <laughs> therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Let them work this counseling times. Actually, Z usually is my therapist. So this yeah. is perfect. Yeah, usually I am in between. <laughs> You're on your own now. Oh, oh, that was a joke. That was a joke. I hope everybody knows that was a joke. I mean... Of course. It's not us you have to convince. Anyway, uh. let's, let's move on. <laughs> now, let's, let's get far away from everything yeah. that just happened. And I mean, hey, I mean, Sky, this actually might be relevant to you after making that comment. Hey, the Kool-Aid this man is time. tearing people apart, man. You have to figure out this debacle. <laughs> He's ruining lives. Ruining lives and marriages here. <laughs> well, all right. I just found, I just found unquestionable evidence that the Kool-Aid man is in fact the pitcher. Thank what? You. No. 
No. What what evidence do you have to dispute this? To prove this? All right. So for the people listening at home, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> share screen doesn't translate to audio. But uh, hold on. Watch this. Watch this, y'all. This is a this is a commercial. If you go to YouTube and look up Kool Aid commercials compilation, you will see this fine thing right. Fuck where to go? Oh, ooh, I can't swear. No, you can't. Can the internet. Uh, oh, by the way, shit. on Facebook, yeah. nobody can where see this on Facebook. It's just a white screen. Watch this. Look, look right there. Look. Uh, I mean, he's, okay. So for the people at home listening to the podcast. The Kool-Aid man is about to step out of the shower with no liquid inside of him. Oh, wow. That's and crazy. he has a face. And he has a face. This is and crazy. look, he's talking to himself. Uh, he has liquid inside. He has liquid. There's liquid in he there. He just has it added the Kool-Aid. Yeah. But that's what the, but the liquid is the Kool-Aid. No, but there's liquid. There's okay, I don't want to see. Okay, that, that's, 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 that's inappropriate. <laughs> don't want, liquid. don't. That's inappropriate. Let's let's stop with that. That's we, can we agree? Guys, that? I didn't know what kind of show I was going to be coming on. I did That's, not expect this. So um, we're actually having a slight issue here, guys. And when we did the screen share, the video just kind of whited out on Facebook. So I'm going to need to do something about that. Um, oh, shit. And I'm not quite sure what. So just bear with me. I, um, you know what? We'll be back. We'll be back. Um, I ruined everything. It's okay. Don't go anywhere. Don't yeah, go anywhere. We're going to leave and come back. We'll be back with the second half of the show. Coming up, hey now. Hey everybody, we are back. Uh, just had some ten a technical glitch occur with the original uh, stream here tonight, so we uh, we came back and um, we're we're back now, and we're gonna be back, and it's we're, we're it's good to be back. So anyway, uh, this is Quarantimes, the second half of this edition of Quarantimes. Very excited to be back here. Of course, we have the debuting Zebro over here on my right. I think if I you know depending on which arm I use, and then. Down there, we have L, we have JD, we have Scotty Rock. We got a full I'm, house tonight. Here. I'm Dick Dastardly now. Oh, you're Dick Dastardly. Dick Dastardly. Should I change I... your name to? <laughs> yes. All right, I got you. There Please. Go. Yes. Dick Dastardly. Well, they named him Dick, which is awesome. And I didn't even know that. Was, I didn't even know his name. I thought yeah. it was Dastardly. That's him right there. Yeah. No, I, I just thought he was Dastardly From... enough. No, he's Dick Dastardly. <laughs> I forget the name of his dog, but... Muttley. Yes, Muttley from Wacky Races. There we go. <laughs> well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, you know, happy to be joined by all of you and Dick Dastardly here today on the program. <laughs> the, uh, you know, fittingly, the next topic we were going to get to are relationships. This is actually an idea brought to the table by Zebro. And um, particularly... After the end of a long-term relationship, be it a marriage, be it, uh, you know, a serious relationship engagement, you know, there's obviously this adjustment period we all go through and things that we, you know, learn about ourselves that I think are valuable. And Zebro, since you brought it to the table, wondering if you kind of want to start us off and give us a little context. Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, I think my longest relationship was actually seven years mm. pretty long i think that's that's uh yeah were we separated at birth <laughs> <laughs> yeah right we're exactly. both buff. We who both... does that yeah we were both in... yeah anyway go ahead <laughs> so um i met her while i was in lehman high school uh so i believe i was 16 she was 15 and we dated about seven years her dad ends up, you know, her dad hated me. He couldn't stand me, whatever. And 
Yeah, he, he finally saw that he couldn't, you know, convince her to leave. Whatever we went through, we went through a lot to be together. Yeah. Like my mom didn't like her, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Anyway, finally, we, you know, when when you're in high school, I don't know about you guys, but I, for me, I felt like high school is the little bubble that I'm living in. So you know, I figure this girl, I've been with her seven years. I don't know anything else. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, I've had like little relationships before that. That was just like holding hands. You know, you're 14. Mm. What the hell do you know? You touch a titty and you're like, oh my god. You know. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> so seven years. Uh, her dad's finally like, you know what, guys? I don't want you guys dating. You got to do the right thing. Get married. You know. So we finally we uh, I had a really cold feet about it. Um, but I think I was 23, something like that. And uh, it was either I have to leave her or get married. So I chose uh, the latter. I got married. Mm-hmm. And what I have a question. I, yeah. What What was his, like, I thought he didn't like you. Yeah, so he hated my guts, but he saw that she was, <laughs> she was happy with me. And no matter how much he tried to, uh, like, you know, convince her to leave, it wasn't he, he was a real jerk to her as well. Um, he didn't make it easy for her to be with me. So he saw that even though, he, you know, he tried his hardest and he couldn't do it. So he's like, it's got to be something about me that is making her happy, despite how he feels about me. So, you know, he decided to be the bigger man. Maybe then he actually got to know her. me. Huh? Maybe how you treat her. He sees you make her happy. Yeah, yeah. So once he got to know me, he would, he, he, once he met me after, you know, after a few times, after him making fun of me and doing all that, you know, stuff that, you know, they do, um, he actually started liking me because uh, she was happy. So uh, we ended up getting married after the seven years of dating. And my God, uh, I don't know what to say. Um, it was just like, uh, it was very uh, toxic. So it started off really cool uh, the first few months, but the more we lived together and the more uh, our relationship continued, I just realized that I, I uh, so when you're, when you're uh, picking your significant other, when you're young, I don't think you think it through fully, right? You're 16. What was I thinking about at 16? I was thinking about, uh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking about titties. Uh, you know, c- completely right. I was. Um, what boy wasn't? You know, so I was thinking about that. I was thinking about you know what I want to be when I grow up, stuff like that. And I realized after I married her, I realized my mistake was uh, my relationship was very superficial, mm-hmm. like uh, meaning that we had a high attraction for one another. One another. Uh, this I I think what kept us together was the sex because the sex was amazing. I'm talking about like it was like porno, porno sex. Like no, I have to still say it was the most amazing. Like you guys name it. Um, I think we did more than that. Uh, I don't want to give any details because I don't want no one to you know. I, wanna, you I mean, know, it's I not really know. a family show. I just want to know <laughs> who yeah, said I, it was a family show. Anyway, my kids are watching this. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I got to realize that we really had nothing in common. Um, you know, how, how long are you going to, you know, how long is something superficial going to last, right? So once you get to know somebody, mm-hmm. you start having goals. Uh, at least I did. I wanted to go back to college. Uh-huh. I, was li- I, was living in, I was living in a basement, right? She was really happy with this. We're living in our aunt's basement. I was working for Time Warner Cable. Uh, I was the guy that you call. When your bill is high and you're cursing me out and then the cable box is not working and I'm that guy that is trying to take that phone call, right? 
So my plan was, let me go back to college. I want to make something of myself. Mm -hmm. But no, she was content living in a basement. She wanted to just go out and party, do this and that. She didn't care about school. Um, and she was also really controlling. She was always jealous all the time. Um, remember when I said I was 240 pounds? So that happened in that relationship. Mind you, in high school, I was 130 pounds. Mm. So I gained like a whole person being with her. I think that she was really insecure. So she would... uh. Even before I slept, she would feed me a lot. If I wanted to work out, she Me really so didn't sure. want me to work out. She just wanted she just basically wanted me to be with her and only her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was it was it was really toxic. Um Bro, Zero, I had a I had a boyfriend who did that to me. Really? Not not Scotty. No, no, of course not. You had another boyfriend? <laughs> well, all sorts of truth is coming out tonight. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But yeah, just to just to wrap it up, because uh, I do want to know about Elle's uh, relationship. Okay, we don't talk about it. No? <laughs> well, I was, I, I, okay. I want to know. We'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, long story short, um, we both after after a year, I knew it was over after a year. But the other two years was me trying to make it work somehow mm -hmm. or be hopeful, because I, I'm the type of guy like if I take something on. Um, I don't want to give up right away. Whatever it is, is working on myself, learning, like learning to ride a motorcycle, whatever it is, going right. to college. I just want to go through with it to see like if I did everything I could do. Mm -hmm. So that's what I tried. But no, we would fight every day about like the dumbest things. It, it was just, it was toxic, bro. Like at the last year was just more of like we were roommates. We'd be in the same bed. No kind of feelings for one another. It literally felt like uh, we were roommates. Like we paid the rent. We just we she did her thing, I did my thing, and we both we both knew it was over. So uh yeah, it was very mutual, I think. I'm sure her dad was thrilled. Sorry. No, her dad actually still likes me till today. So that's the that's the most ironic part about this. Her family, this is how I know I'm the good guy. Her family, after we got divorced, whenever she wasn't around, they would invite me over to like eat, to hang out. Wow. Usually if you're the bad guy, because you know, some people have an ego and they're like, okay, you know, it was all her, it wasn't me, right? Most mm -hmm. people for most people, when you get divorced, you'll never hear them say, oh, I was the bad one, right? It was always the other person. Just like how I'm telling you, you know, it wasn't... Uh, mind you, yes, did I have my flaws? Every human being does. But what I'm trying to say is um, her fa I'm still kosher with her family. Like, right. her family still... And you tried to make it work. Yeah, they saw that too. They saw that I did a lot trying to make it work. Like, you know, when you're around people, people pick these things up. You don't have to tell them anything. They know who's doing what and, you know, who's trying, who's not. But, uh, yeah, my biggest advice before you get into a relationship is uh, I would say you need to have more to hold you together than just uh, anything superficial. Because I guess at that time I was like a very materialistic person. And so right now I'm the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Um, yeah. I also think, and I think we've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. That, And I know, you know, some people with religion and this and that, it's it's not something that people do. Yeah, yeah. But I think you need to live together before you get married. Because had you lived with her before you got married, you would have seen that. And possibly not put yourself in that situation. I don't know. It might not have happened, but I feel like if you haven't lived with somebody that you are planning to spend your life with, I feel like it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's a extremely totally, important. Well, see, because yeah, I, compatible I, going to, 
somebody's house it was, you know it was the weekends the religion, or at night or whatever it, but it was the religion thing that would not different allowed us to do that because uh they were also from a practicing muslim household mm-hmm. and i'm also from a practicing muslim household so even if we wanted to like our parents nobody would have approved right, um right. and it's not just uh muslims it's actually like i have christian no friends, i i catholic i think you name the religion um it's it's in any kind of religion um, right. that i know of but That's put that aside. Do you think if you did, let's put religion aside. That aside, yes. Would it would we, it have made a difference? Yes. You think? I think that it would have made a huge. Because you know how you're living with somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. Because there's nothing. Once you move in, you you can't hide anything, and um, you just you know you so you see like how it's COVID now. Yeah. You no, know, the divorce rates are high, guys. Like really high. Because right now you have to deal with each other, right? Usually, you know, if there's a bad marriage right now, uh, you, I mean, pre, uh, pre COVID, you know, you could just go to the bar, you could chill with your boys, do whatever. Right now, you're forced to be in the house, and now you have to deal with your freaking problems, whoever it is, is whether it's your mom, your dad, your significant other, you have to deal with them. So this is when the truth comes out when you're actually around these people twenty four seven. And you have to uh, be around there, you know, so you, the truth will come out. If there's anything, yeah. any kind of toxic things, it will come out. It, it, it and just, it also shows you how strong your relationship is. Right. That too. So, yeah. So whoever is surviving that, um, it means that you guys are actually really strong people. Not only that, but, you know, you guys have probably high compatibility. Mm-hmm. L. But don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It definitely is more challenging. Of course. Um, especially, you know, with a kid at home. Yes. And we're both trying to work. And being in such close quarters we, when you don't have yep. a big place. And, and any, any relationship, both people need their space. That's just, you know, so it, it's definitely harder because there is no, I want to use this word, but like escape in a sense where you could just you know, just have the time for yourself. And it definitely adds, you know, stress and like, sometimes even like a little bit of resentment, resentment. And, but that's, but it, but if you can overcome that, like just knowing this is what it is right now, like then you're, you know, but also be willing to give that space when needed. And I will say that about Elle, she is amazing in the fact that she if she sees that I'm stressed, she gives me space. Yeah. Um, and I try to do that also. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to shout at her. And Elle, can you just, since Mama Rock is watching right now, can you please tell her that you did know that I was choking about the soul comment? Oh, yeah, I did know. Don't worry. We're around the, we're, Thank we're you. Around the She's in the room. I just needed to there, there, there was a rumor but, that that's why we went to intermission. No, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> and now we're having relationship advice. Um, yeah, just so happened we had this topic lined up before that happened. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're good. Um, you know, one word that I keep hearing come up here is compatibility and yeah. i think that gets very overlooked uh z yes. broke and uh similar to you i was in a long-term relationship of seven years i've been single for about three oh years. you too yeah yeah and wow. we didn't get married but it was close and you know well, i've been single for about three and i think like the more I, I i go the more i realize that compatibility is the thing that matters yeah you know, because- just a quick question um you said it was seven years. How how did you meet her? Like, uh, could you open that? College. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Makes yep. sense. Yep. All right. So keep going. And so, like, 
the thing is, well, the thing that I think I learned most of all is you can't be with somebody who wants you know different things from you. Yes. Like you, you have to want the same things, yes. the same kind of life. Yes. You, you have to push each other toward each other's goals and make yes. each other better. And you know, if you're not with somebody that you know who you can do that for each other, I find that either a it's not going to work, or b you're going to hang on forever, and you're both going to be miserable. You're you know? going to be stuck. <clears throat> It's, it's, you don't want to settle. Exactly. Exactly. You, you need to line, you, you need to be, you need to align yourself with like-minded energy, right? Yes. And you need to be with someone who's going to bring the best out of you and you're going to bring the yes. best out of them. And, you know, it can be hard to find and you, you can be very impatient. And I know like a lot of people just do jump from relationship to relationship thinking like that's how they're going to find it. But honestly, I can tell you again, I've been single for three years and it has been hugely beneficial for me just to think about like, okay, I was in that for seven years before that I was in college. Like I didn't know who I was. I, yeah. you know, I was at age 30 and just had no idea who I was. And like the past three years, I've had a chance to figure that out. So yeah. first of all, first and foremost, I can be who I need to be in that equation. I can be who I need to be for myself. Therefore, I can give that to the relationship and any fruit that it bears when it comes to children, marriage, and that kind of thing. You know, and it's just been hugely beneficial for me. And I would recommend anybody getting out of a long-term thing takes that time, doesn't just jump right back in. And I know it's tempting to just get right back out there. Can I offer a piece advice so i was in a long-term relationship for about three years and before (laughs) al and um when i got out of that relationship it it was it was bad there was cheating there was you know it was it was bad and it messed me up real bad and i had opportunities to go out here and there and i and i didn't because i wasn't ready and the one thing I will say is that, and it was probably eight years ago, maybe it was a long time. Mm-hmm. No, not eight years ago, eight years before I met L. Um, I met L. we've been together for seven years. So it was like eight years before that. It was a long time. And I did not, I just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had, you know, pressure from this person and that person, this person. And, I stuck to my guns because I knew that until I was ready, I wasn't going to be able to offer my whole self to somebody. And then eight years later, I, I found out. And obviously that was the best decision, you know, I ever made was to answer that. Okay. Cupid message. But, um, you know, I, I, I had opportunities and I, and I didn't take them and I was, you know, on the fence if I should have or not, and I didn't. Um, That's what? You regret it? No, not at all. That was the best decision I ever made. And I also, that's the first piece of advice. The second piece of advice is, and this goes into the marriage thing, is that I had a little bit of pressure here and there from family. You know, my grandmother was getting older. I knew Elle was the one, but I didn't, you know... I, I knew she was the one, but I didn't propose, you know, whatever. Anyway, my grandmother ended up not even being at my wedding. Um, and I and I knew I wasn't ready. And I will say, don't, again, don't settle 
because someone else tells you to, or because you think that there's a, there's a, 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 a deadline, a chart that you have to follow or a deadline checking off the boxes. You, you don't, you have, don't to do have to follow any of that. There is no not, deadline. You it's do not it when you're better. ready. Don't propose. Also don't propose if, you, if you're not ready. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But there was a lot of things. I just wasn't emotionally ready physically or not emotionally. I wasn't, I just wasn't ready. Well, this and, is me. Okay. No, no, I, I can't explain it. It's my okay. point, my point is, is that I knew my grandmother, you know, and and I was the number one grandson. My grandmother and I are extremely close, and I knew that the longer I waited, the more chance there was going to be that she would not be at my wedding, which you know killed killed me. I mean, it really did. Um, but I. I didn't want to do it because someone else was pushing me to do it. And I didn't want to do it because I had guilt. And, and that's I an incredibly was important ready. point. Incredibly important point because you're going to get all kinds of pressure and you're going to see your friends and your family getting married, having kids. People are going to be asking you questions. People are going to be almost like demanding that you're next, right? Yeah. The right. fact of the matter is mm-hmm. if you're either not ready or you know you're not with the right person, or you know you've got some figuring out of your own to do, the absolute worst thing you could do is essentially enter a contract with another person to be your life partner. If you haven't figured your stuff out, and you don't think that person is the person, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, because you and that person have to make it work. After right. the, after after the giant prom for grown-ups that we're all expected to throw, right? You and <laughs> that person have to make it work, and you better be compatible, and you better ha- have similar goals. Because if you don't, it's not going to go well. So I just want to say two things. Just to more so reiterate what L and uh, Quinn was saying. So L, I definitely agree um, that you need your alone time too. So in my relationship, I never had that. Um, It was always I got to do what she wants all the time. Twenty. It was very toxic. Like. I don't know how to explain it. You know, like how you ever you guys watch Pokemon? How like that guy Ash has Pikachu with him twenty four seven. It was like that, bro. Like I could not get rid of her. Like she was just always on me. What, so were um, you Ash or were you Pikachu? I was Ash. Uh, she was Pikachu. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just needed that context. <laughs> yeah, and then so I definitely agree with what you're saying, L. Um, you got to spend time together, but you also need your alone time. That's very important. So there has to be a balance. And then also with what Quinn was saying, um, after I got divorced, I believe it was in 2014. So I spent a good five years uh, till 2019 just alone um, because I, d- I didn't know who I was. Just like how you said, I bro, I didn't know who I was. I, I, I was just, you know, I've been married so long doing in a toxic relationship, doing a job I hated. So I just went on like a little journey to figure out who, who, who am I? Like, what do I like? That's when I started losing weight. I started uh, getting a job where I actually enjoyed what I was doing. So, you know, I was on that little quest, like how we all want to find ourselves and find what we like. Mm-hmm. So I went on that because I agree with every everyone. Um, What Scotty Rock, L, and Quinn is saying, you can't, you need compatibility, but on top of that, um, you shouldn't bring baggage to a new relationship. That's not fair to that person. It's not fair to you. You can't bring that past. You have to make peace with it. And, you know, um, when you're entering a new relationship, it's just like meeting a new person for the first time. You can't let your previous um, experiences affect that because that's not fair to that person. I think, with But baggage, you also have to use them to know what you're looking for yeah. and what not to do again. Totally. Right. Totally. 
I, th- I think with baggage, like it's always there, right? Like, you know, it's part of your history, but it's understanding how to ma- manage it. I like to say it's fine to have baggage, but don't live in the suitcase. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I like that. Yeah, 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 I like, like we are we all have it. We all have it. There's no shame in it. You know, we all acknowledge it. We're all talking about personal experiences here. But the fact is like, okay, like how are you going to manage it? But also how are you going to use that as a lesson? Going I agree. Forward. So you don't make the same mistakes. So you don't end up in the same situations, whatever they are. You know, I think it's very important, to, you know, to really understand yourself, not only the, your partner, your former partner's role in things, but also your role. Yes. In the demise and see what you can do, you know, to bridge that gap the next time or find better compatibility. Every, listen, everyone has baggage. Everyone, you're not human if you don't have any sort of baggage. However, it's, you know, it's when you bring your insecurities and you hold it to the next person, like whoever you're with. Project it, yeah. Exactly. Project, you understand. Um, that's, you know, when it gets, a, that's when it can get a little bit unfair. I'm not, ta- I'm, I'm just saying in general. Mm-hmm. But like, that's something that, you know, you have to kind of be smart, but you also have to realize this is a different person. You don't want to make the same mistakes again, mm-hmm. but you kind of have to give the person a little bit of the, you know, benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You have to you acknowledge know? that they have their own too coming into the situation and you have to be understanding of it to a degree. I mean, you know, if all you're going to do is project each other's, you know, your baggage on each other, then that's not a healthy situation. You both probably right. still have a lot of work to do, yes. but like I'm guilty of that sometimes. And I know, you know that, Al. Yeah. They're, they're you know, but sometimes it's 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 hard not to just because it's an insecurity. But it's also important, and I feel like I also acknowledge the reason why I I have this insecurity. And you know, I, I, as much as I try, I really do try not to not to project that. But it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. It. it you know, my, my issue is, 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 you know, I, I got cheated on. Mm-hmm. So I have just self-esteem issues that are not a problem with L at all. And I, and it's not ever an issue, but for some reason in my mind, I think the worst is happening and it's not ever, but it's hard when you, when you have something like trust in that you know, that high, it, it's, it's just, and, and it's shattered. It messes you up, yeah. you know, even if it's 10, 15, 20 years later, it's mm-hmm. still, it's, 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 still it's there. a, it was a life experience yeah. that I, it was horrible, mm-hmm. you know, it messed me up. Yeah. And there will always be hiccups, right? I mean, there will always be mistakes that we make, but I think the key is owning them. You know, yeah. like if you if you mess up, if you have a hiccup, if, you know, so your baggage manifests itself in a way that, you know, isn't necessarily productive to the relationship, just own it. You know, that's the best thing you do. I mean, that's that's communication. That's honesty. That's building trust in itself, I think. You know, so we all have it. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed of in having baggage. It's just, you know, a matter of just committing to managing it. You know, I know. um Dick Dastardly has been quiet there. I was wondering if he has anything he wants to throw here on the on the pile. No. <laughs> okay. There we go. Sometimes it's good to just listen. Well, my here's here's the problem. Um, there's a there's a word that that y'all have been saying that I I 
I don't know what it means. Um, uh, what what's a relationship? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Can someone help me understand that? So when, are, you, are you being sarcastic? No. Okay. So when um, people interact, the poker face, you never know with one another. You know, there are many forms of relationships. There are platonic relationships, which are otherwise known as friendships. When a man and a woman love each other very much. Or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman. That's true, that's true. Um, Zebro, you want to finish? It's just basically how uh, people are connected with one another. So, you know, a relationship could be between friends, could be between whoever. It's it's me uh, choosing to uh, accept you in my life in some kind of form and we then then establish a connection to share things with one another whether it be physical emotional right yeah know. correct that's what a relationship i believe is i know i'm just i'm just messing with you all i know what a relationship. i was about to say bro. i was like yo what is wrong with jd <laughs> i was i was waiting for the punchline yeah no 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 here's here's the punchline here's, punch punch here's the punch here's the punchline quinn i don't know what's missed what's more disappointing my sports teams or my love life Hey now! <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I mean, I my—it's definitely my love life because I'll tell you what—the Cubs are killing it right now. Oh me. my god, my my love life is a is a joke. Well, I was going to say, I think he knows what a relationship is because I remember that story from like a month ago. Wait, I got a question. You—you <laughs> you didn't give us your—you didn't have a long relationship that you went through. Uh, the longest I had was two and a half years, and. Uh, what happened um, among those two and a half years my girlfriend asked me if she could marry her cousin so he, she so he could get his green card oh wow um i politely turned that down and <laughs> should have ended the relationship right then and there but it was just toxic for a very long time and since then i've been in other relationships that have lasted they've lasted until the first fight and then they're over and that's partly my fault that's you know what? Let's just say it's my fault. Um, and I'm at a point in my life right now where um, if you see the uh, the meme with the dog sitting in a room that's on fire and says, this is fine. That's uh-huh. that's my life right now. Um, so I'm not really in a position to be in a relationship because there's a lot of stuff I'm trying to work on personally. And, you know, this isn't really the place on quarantine times when it's supposed to be fun and light to be talking about the things I'm going through. But um it's just relationships aren't really something I can be thinking about right now. Cool. And I, think an, that, I respect that. that. Too. You know, I totally respect that. Yeah. I totally yeah. respect that. You That's why I've been yourself. so quiet. Mad respect. No, mad respect. I was where you are right now, JD. I was there for a good four years. Going. Yeah, I, I've done the opposite of you. I was thin and all that good stuff in right. college. And now I'm I'm obese. I'm, oh, got you. I'm got 285 pounds right now, so I'm I'm I've gone the opposite way of you. Got you. I think yeah. it's, I think it's important to own, to to know that about yourself, though. That yeah. like you know. Oh yeah, I have tons of self awareness. You know, like that's the that's really I think the base level. Sorry, guys, know. a giant spider just ran across my leg. Well, well Scotty's right dealing with that. Oh, we're all. What is JD doing? Apparently, the spider got to him too. But <laughs> what I, is going on? I have no idea. We we lost we lost half the show, but um, you know. I, I think the the base level thing oh. you need to understand is 
Did did he just get? Did somebody? I have no clue what's going on right now. What just happened? I don't even know. (laughs) Did he get it? Did 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 you get the spider? I hope so. You okay, JD? Dude, I hate spiders. I don't. I just wanted not to kill it, just to take it. I hate spiders. Like a couple over it and just let it go outside. Did you have one too, or did like? No, it just a spider anywhere scares the crap out of me. Oh, oh, okay. I'm like, wait a second. Do we both have spiders? Did his spider get? No, my there's no. I just I no. If there's a spider anywhere, I don't want. I want to see it. I want to hear about it. I want to know about it. So I freak out. Dude, my heart rate's going up. Like, is it, is it all insects or just spiders? No, it's just spiders. Oh, okay. I'm like deathly afraid of spiders. I don't like tarantulas. Oh, oh God, no, please. <laughs> all, right, so. all right, hold on. I got a story. I got a story about spiders. Okay, all right. <sighs> While Scotty Rock deals with the demon in his domicile. <laughs> hold on one second. Yeah, go ahead. Really arachnophobia? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's setting up what he's setting up. I did have one oh, last point. Quinn, I think you were actually making a very important point yeah. that I was kind of enjoying. You said that awareness. Self-awareness is, is the base level step, really. You know, I agree. Is, I guess my last point on relationships while we're getting you know, back together here. Oh, I'm good. You know, All just right. understanding where you're at, you know, and what's right for you to be, you know, even out there or even thinking about being out there. You know, that's the right decision. Like, you can't let all this outside noise, you know, pressure you. And then I agree. it comes down to you and where you are. So, I mean, JD, that's a very good, you know, perspective yeah. to have. Oh, I can't even remember what I just said because of the whole spider thing. But oh, th- yeah. thanks. I, I appreciate that. You make a good point, though. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. You that's, find fine. It? that's fine. No, I don't know where it went. So, so J- JD had a story. <laughs> uh, don't freak out, JD. Scotty. Dude, I'm I'm sorry. Don't I JD. He's, look at him. He's gonna, he's gonna it go. It freaked me out. It's somewhere. Is it a, like daddy long right. legs? So, no. Here's here's my story about spiders. Yes. If you're if you're a video game connoisseur, you'll you might enjoy this or not enjoy this story depending on how you perceive it. But anyway, um, the classic, one of the greatest games of all time, The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it and played it as a child, and. Uh, it was back in the days when you went to Blockbuster and rented a game for a week. So I tried to beat <laughs> it within a week. Um, so I start playing it. And, you know, you start off in the forest. And the first place you go to is uh, you go inside the Great Deku Tree. And I'm climbing up the Great Deku Tree. You know, everything's going well. And then I'm about to go into this one room. And as I go into this room, this thing called a scatula, which is basically a spider with a skull mask on, drops from the ceiling. I freak out. I then proceed to turn off my N64, put the <laughs> game back inside the, the case, <laughs> tell my mom, let's go back to Blockbuster, and I returned it. And I've never played Ocarina of Time ever since. I've never wow. it's like. I'll never know. It's a great game. I know it is. I will never be able to experience it. <laughs> so the, the face behind me is pretty much my response to the idea of a spider with a skull head. That is absolutely horrifying, sir. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah, and I have people in my life that once they learn about said phobia will actually message me pictures of spiders. And oh, I, I would never do that. Oh, that's ew. that's terrible. Yeah, I was on a Zoom call earlier today when we were um, we were playing some Jackbox games, and they found out of my phobia of spiders. So, like three people DM'd me on Twitter pictures of spiders. So, oh, that's yeah. 
That's that's sequester for you. Real quick, JD, because I know you're a game nerd like me. Uh, I just beat Last of Us 2. And it's fantastic. Anybody out there, PS4 fans? The Last of Us is a great franchise. (laughs) The Last of Us 2, sadly, is a very polarizing game. (laughs) It's a very polarizing game. Um, There's some some things that happen within the story that a lot of people... Um, one weren't ready for and two didn't want to happen. Yeah. So it's a very polarizing game as well as some other um, choices of characteristics about certain characters that have been polarizing. Right. I liked it. But I think it's a good game. It's um, it's worth playing for sure. If you're, It's worth playing both games. I think it's a fantastic franchise. Yes. Good friend Agreed. of the show, Last of Us franchise. Good oh. friend of the show, The Last of Us. Exactly. And Mario RPG. Yes. Oh, yeah, I need to get the Origami King Paper Mario. Yes, goat. just came out. Our Mario RPG, RPG is the goat of games. Gino, good friend of the show. End of discussion. It is the goat. Nothing has topped it before. Nothing will top it since. Speaking of the wrestling goat, his wife just had a son. Ah, uh, yes, Jericho? Daniel Bryan. No, Daniel Bryan, like the actual goat. No, you know, oh, remember when they called oh, him the goat? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> okay. And Nikki, uh, Nikki Bella also had a son. Oh. Yeah, That's right, belts. within a day of each other. Days before. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were twinsies even in giving birth. Yeah. That's, that's some twin right. magic. <laughs> anyway, um, we do have... Uh, we've, it's been a long show. We have a couple more segments left, of course. Um, I'm just going to do mine real quick. The um, Something for your ears this week. I'm really excited about this one. I'm actually coming back to it. I listened to this. Uh, there's a podcast called Unstoppable with Kerwin Ray, who is an Australian sales guru, also digs really deep into the psychology of human behavior. And one guess he See, had this on- is who I was telling you about. I was telling you about this guy. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about this guy when you talked about him last time. Oh. I was telling Z before he was... Come, announced to come on the show. Oh, 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 no, that was another podcast. This is a different podcast. Um, oh, that was overcoming you with Josh Canuti. This is which you should also listen to. This is Unstoppable with Kerwin Ray, and um, he had a guest on his show last summer, uh, Dr. John Demartini, who's a human behavior specialist. Um, he's studied nearly 300 academic disciplines in order to maximize human potential and performance in all areas of life. I'm reading now from the episode description, and this episode you can find. Find it on all of your streaming platforms. Uh, if you just search uh, Kerwin Ray, Ray spelled R-A-E, and then Martini, you'll find it. Or just follow Unstoppable with Kerwin Ray and scroll. Uh, you learn just a lot about, you know, how to, you know, get your mindset in order to master your future instead of being a victim of your past. And this episode, I can vouch, when I first listened to it, this is probably a month or two ago, was incredibly powerful. Gives incredibly powerful perspective on the things that happen in our lives. Even the tragic, there's a story in there about Dr. Martini when he lost his wife and the perspective he was able to put that into to then, you know, go and kind of give the best of himself to the world and to himself. And it just an incredibly powerful episode. I would recommend the whole series Unstoppable with Kerwin Ray. He talks to some truly incredible people, but that was one episode with Dr. John Martini. I definitely recommend if you're looking for a starting point. Um, just truly fantastic stuff. So that is something for your ears this week. Of course, you can listen to the Quinn Spin on all those streaming platforms too. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And um, 
yeah, that's what I've got for you this week for something for your ears. And then I think it's time we, we've we've hit on some heavy topics here today, and I think it's about time we uh, we feel a little good. What do you think, JD? That sounds like a great idea. I like it. And like I teased earlier in the show in uh, part one before I sabotage the show by sharing my screen. Um, <laughs> my story also deals with the lottery. So with that, let me get my stuff ready because I fired my producer last week. That's right. Uh, that was that was a live on air fire. Feeling good. And I'm fired now. Oh, Take I'm- it away, dick. Yeah. Here we go. And I'm feeling Ready, Quinn? That's right. It's time for another Feeling Good with JD. All right. Friends, Tom Cook and Joseph Feeney shook hands in 1992 and promised that if either one of them won the jackball or the jackball, the Powerball, I can't read, the Powerball jackpot, they would split the money. That was back in 1992. That promise came to fruition last month when Cook bought the winning ticket for a $22 million jackpot in Synergy Coop in Mino Money, Wisconsin. When Cook called his friend to give him the good news, Feeney couldn't believe it. He called me and I said, are you jerking my bobber, said Feeney, (laughs) who was an avid fisherman. The two split the winnings and Cook, who had the winning lottery ticket, retired while Feeney was already retired, neither has any extravagant plans for the winnings, but are looking forward to enjoying more family time. That's awesome. Chose the cash, chose the cash option of about sixteen point seven million, leaving each with nearly five point seven million after taxes are paid. I'm so. still on jerking the bobber, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that is a beautiful story. But I got he a little. Called me and I said, "Are you jerking my bobber?" <laughs> I think we need to find a way to work that in more. Like that needs to definitely become a thing that we say here on the show. Maybe, yeah, yeah that should be. But uh, and your father's mustache, remember that? Yeah, yeah your father's heard, mustache. I've heard so many stories of people agreeing to share lottery winnings gone horribly wrong, like in today's stupid news. But to hear one that actually went well was that's great. Made me feel real good. Good, good on them. Good on them to not sabotage each other and you know try to take pay for friendship. Themselves. That's beautiful. That is a beautiful friendship. They, I, I bet you, they don't send spiders to each other in the DMs. Um, but that's something Z and I would do. But the problem is neither of us have money, so we can't afford the lottery tickets. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant send spiders to each other. And yeah, you- I thought. No, no, no. I, no, I meant I make a deal about lottery. I'm send you a spider, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's what I thought too. I thought, like, yeah, we'd send that to each other. We're going to do it after the show, as a matter of fact. Oh, see. and I should probably source this so we don't get sued. Thank you to today.com for providing that that story. Today Show. Ooh, that's another bonus. I was on the Today Show once. Um, oh, really? Yeah, uh, I was part of some segment because my athletic trainer was working with some. I don't know, semi-famous Wait, lady. This is when you were you were a part of a football team. Yes, yes. When I was at Moravian freshman year, my what my was, trainer back was, in New Jersey was doing some football regimen with some semi-famous or rich lady, and she you know had pull at the Today Show, and they were kind of featuring how that kind of training could be applicable to the normal civilian. So we had a bunch of us come on this Saturday morning. And be a part of the segment and do the drills, you know, alongside and like kind of be extras. And they, the uh, folks at NBC showed me dropping a pass. 
Oh, all the clips they could have wow. had of me catching a pass. Wow. They had so many, so much footage of me catching That's passes, horrible. and they show me that, dropping it. And then I, I that, told, I told all my teammates to watch. Wow. And they all saw me dropping a pass. <laughs> you should sue for defamation of character. That's ridiculous. Yes. So, Not you. Emotional distress. I'm just like I'm just like you know they have to know football well enough to know that that's not a good thing. Like show, yeah. show any one of the catches I made that day. Did you play wide receiver? Yeah. Uh, what position? Receiver. Oh, okay, so that's that's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sorry, bro. That I had the whole basis of a wide receiver is to catch the damn ball, right? Yeah, talk about the shame. You know? oh. That's great. But but at least I was mad about it. And I clapped afterwards, like <laughs> with myself. So at least at least I didn't show that I was just kind of you know okay with it. I guess so. But yeah. you showed them. You sure showed them, Quinn. I did. I did. I did show them. So, JD, thank you for uh, the feeling good. That does make me feel good. Gives me hope for the world, as always. Good and job, Dick. <laughs> Dick Dastardly, <laughs> of course. Uh, the new name, at least this week, <laughs> for JD. And we have one more to get to. L, you've returned to us this week. Yes. And so you uh, are famous for something here or infamous for something here called L's Inappropriate <laughs> Word. We used to uh, close the show with this almost every week. And I'm going to give you the chance to do the honors here and tell us a little bit about what you have for us. So normally what I would do is I would pick a word um, and I shout out to Urban Dictionary. That would usually be my source. Um you know, I try to find something inappropriate, dirty, but this uh, this time I feel like going a little bit international. Uh, maybe not as dirty, but some cursing. Maybe some cursing in Japanese. I don't know. Okay. So, some dirty words. Kuso, or fuck. Yariman is a slut. So, if you don't like someone, you could say... Why are you acting like such a Yariman? Okay. And then Kosotari is shithead. Abusu is an ugly hag. This is the best segment we've ever done. Shine is guy. I don't know. Kupabari uh, <laughs> bouquet. Fuck off, idiot. Oh, wow. Fuck off, idiot. Kupabari uh, bouquet. So, oh. Oh, this is in Korea now. That was Japanese. Ah, she ball. Ah, like let's say you hurt yourself, mm-hmm. and it, it was like ah, she ball. Like and you stubbed it. your toe. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she bang say, fuck you. Oh wow. Gay say sob. Nyan is a bitch. A jot is a penis. So you could say if you want to come back, you know, it's like you shouldn't be talking to me. You have a small jot, you know, like don't whatever. Um. Jot got you nom nyong, you bastard bitch. It's like all of a sudden you're shitty. Say that again. Jot got you nom nyong. Aja gotne is fucked up. And Aja gotne, because I haven't won the lottery yet. Um, And that's about it. So. We had like three months worth of inappropriate that words. That is what I was trying to do. And for Z, bro, who was talking earlier, um, you know, when he was younger, he likes the, what's it called? You know, t- titties. 
Um, in bosoms. Italian, chesticles. With chesticles in it, or was it? Hold on, where is it? Z, get your pen and paper. Yes, yes, okay. I, 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 I'm ready. All right. Okay, in Italian, pete is tits. So you could say I was really into pete. <laughs> Well, that was certainly inappropriate. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. That was that was really good. Oh, yes. Got a slow, confused clap. Um, this show has been a roller coaster. We'll see you next year, Al. Personally, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, this is uh, this is gone places here tonight. Um, lots of twists and turns. Thank you for joining us. If you've hung on this long, uh, quarantine's here. We do this every other Sunday. Next time we'll be back is August sixteenth, eight thirty Eastern, seven thirty Central. Who knows who'll join? Who knows what's in store? Uh, till then, you can find this show, probably pretty edited, on our podcast feed. <laughs> Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and just Stitcher and more. I'm going to have to put the explicit tag on this one. That'll be a first on Spotify. Um, yeah. Um, grab some muffins on your way out. And we'll uh, see you soon. Stay out of jail. Hey, now. See you later. Later.